come around, break your kneecaps, and take your consoles. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I'll. Uh... Fucking oath. Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. I'm Zach Jackson, joined by Kieran Verbruge. Hello. And Nathan Hennessy. Welcome, lovely listeners. Just the three of us tonight, uh, a little uh, holy trinity, some might say. Some might not say that, but I'm going with it. Three... uh, Lockdown lovers. Maybe. That's good. I'd say that. Yeah. How are we all? Yeah, right. Surviving, yeah. mate. Yeah. Just, just another day, eh? Mm, at least I can go. I can go to the playgrounds now, buddy. That's <laughs> a good thing. <laughs> I can hit up the swings. <laughs> Let out my frustrations. Wow. Do some mad flips. And yeah, shit. I was. I email Dan Andrews every day being like, mate, when the fuck am I going to get to go swinging again? <laughs> and he's like, nah, I'm not safe. No. I'm fiending for some slide action. See, I'm lucky because I, I actually still fit on most of the rides that are on the, <laughs> in the playground. The rides at the playground? Or whatever, you know, those little... They're just those little springy yeah, things, things, aren't they? The like a little springy horse. So you got a Zach Jackson like bouncing around That's on it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I call that move the Zach Jackson, actually. <laughs> uh, call it whiplash. Nice. Very nice. Well, I'm uh, I'm on leave for the first time in like two years. Amazing. Um, and you'd think I'd be relaxing and having a good time, but it's not Mister. It's not Mister. Well played Australia. It's bullshit. Just too much to do, man. I was like, too much. I was gonna just gonna catch up on some pledges so I don't so I don't have to punish myself next year even more. Here we are. Haven't haven't progressed at all. But we'll get to that. Let's uh let's My 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 like will is gonna contain all the punishments that I pass down to my family. Yeah, exactly. It's just gonna build up, isn't it? I think yep. there, <laughs> it's just another backlog. It has to come to it. There's gotta be a point at, at some stage where I reckon if you bank up two hundred hours worth of punishments, that gets to be your pledges for that year. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I still feel like that's just going to be more of a vicious cycle. It's going to be like one of those, um, be like a like a debt collector kind of mm. thing. Like, look, look, I'll tell you what. You give us playthrough one, yeah, playthrough one or two of your punishments, and we'll let you off on on like the other three. <laughs> uh, and we'll break you, like, two of your toes. You're going to like come around, break your kneecaps, and take your consoles. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I'll, uh, Fucking oath. I won't give you any uh, good codes. I'll give you. I'll be like, yeah, no, it's a code for um, Final Fantasy sixteen. Yeah, yep, you got. It. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like fucking troll and I too or some shit. Oh, I can't believe you do this to me, Zach. You prick. Final Fantasy sixteen. No, that's the new one. Damn it, it's Final Fantasy. I hate 17. this so much. Fuck, you really got me good. I don't know anymore. Too many Final Fantasies, man. Anyway. What have we uh what have we been playing? Nothing. Wish it was Final Fantasy sixteen. Nothing mm. that we're not gonna talk about. 
mm, already. It's tough. Yeah. See, uh, I fucked you know? up. What did you do? I said to you, give me one more week for the Psychonauts because I knew I was on leave. <gasps> I haven't touched it. So I'm asking for another week. It'll be worth it. Can I say... Wow. Does um, he have to like, provide a medical certificate? Yeah, I feel like you need to... I need your SMS from the government saying that <laughs> you had to take the week off to isolate. Um, look, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll... I'll allow it because... I mean, I've, what's the alternative? Go back in time and play Psychonauts 2? That's not going to happen, is it? No, true. <laughs> so I still want you to play it. So you kind of got me by the balls here, mate. That's um, it. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, I do. I actually wanted to play that, but I did. I played a couple of things. Mm. So I do. I do lie a little bit. Um, but the only you do, ga- yeah. Yeah, I do. I, uh, <laughs> but the only real gaming I've done is with um, when I've been playing with Anna. So we finished Man of Medan on the weekend. Oh, okay. Um, bit avo, man. Like, yeah, like. Mm, didn't. Uh, I still haven't got around with, to either of them. Yeah, I would. I would nearly say pass. Pass on that one. Um, wow. And we've uh, started little hope again. Uh, yeah. I did play a couple hours of it, of it before. Um, so we're a little bit further than what we were last time, and yeah, it's 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 better. It, it's definitely better than. Man of Madonna. I think Man of Madonna had a really cool premise. I think I might have said this last week. Like the the whole haunted ghost ship thing is is pretty cool, but it's just a bit fucking boring to play. Mm. Um, yeah, okay. But this one's a little bit better though. The cast is, hmm, don't know. There's they make you. It's they're either well written or poorly acted. I haven't quite figured it out yet because I hate a couple of them. Um, but I don't know if it's just because that's what the game wants you to feel, which it probably does, or whether they're just shit. Um, right. So I'll, I'll uh, keep you posted on that. But I did I did play one thing which we'll talk about, uh, but I did load back into Dishonored 2. Ooh, okay. So I played uh, about uh, maybe 90 minutes of yep. that and moved about fucking 30 <laughs> metres because I'm so <laughs> fucking slow at that game. Um, and it's got to be done right and I can't get yeah. seen and it's all going to be done through stealth um, but then here's a fucking here's a good one Blair so do you know, do you know Megan is it Megan Foster uh, the the girl who helps you maybe in one of the cities I can't remember what fucking city I'm in um, I still haven't I've only played like the first level of the second one. Oh, okay, all right. Well th- Yeah, I haven't played the second okay, one. Okay, well there's a there's a character called Megan where and you uh, like you meet up with her in in an apartment. Um and I sat um, I sat the controller down on my knee, right? And I went Kieran, you've seen my room where like the couch is next to the sort of the desk. I had mm. I had a drink like on the desk. So oh, I went no. over and grabbed the to grab the drink and my knee pushed in R two. And killed the fucking lady <laughs> as she was talking to me. Uh, so I like I instant failed that, but I and so I got pushed back like fucking five minutes. But whatever, it was it was quite comical. That um, I spent ages comical. getting to this to, to this point. Um, I need to fucking kill her, um, mate. Was it? Were you playing on PlayStation? PS Five actually. Yeah. I constantly, accidentally pressed the R two 
trigger on my DualSense controller. Yeah. It's real. Like, the way it's positioned, mm. like, unless you're lying it on a flat surface, like, it's inevitable that you yeah. accidentally kill. And considering that's, like, the trigger in most games, like, yeah. I've done that. Because what past. are the odds, though? What are the odds of that? But, like, <laughs> in a game where you can do that and, like, talking to... <laughs> I love that. Uh, but, no, it's good. Like, I've... It's just... I've always said that I just want to spend hours just playing that, that game, like, like the way mm. I want to play. And... Um, that's the, I think that's the thing that's held me back from playing it, not just knowing like that I don't want to do it in little bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Correct. But I've, I'm in the same boat. I've put 22 hours into it. Like that's how long I've been playing. It oh, so you've done like at least two or three levels. I'm up to level six. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fucking 20 hour game. Oh god! <laughs> I told you, I'm bloody. This is probably yeah. This would be one of the most the whole thing where I play games. So, if I had to give an example, this would probably be the game. But like that, for at, for that at least you have a reason. Yeah. Like because you like to you you know you're playing the perfectionist route. Mm. I know for me like because I I also play games a lot slower than I should, but that's because like most of the time I'll either like fall asleep halfway through, mm. or just like dissociate for like an hour and then realize I'm still playing. <laughs> yep. yep. So like at least in with you and Dishonored, there's a the measurable reason yeah. for it. The other reason, the other games, I'm just shit. No idea. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> um, but Nathan, what what have you been playing that you could talk about? Yeah, I uh, dabbled in a little bit of Skyward Sword because mm. I got it on release. Mm. It's just been sitting there. Uh, fuck me if I cannot stand the camera controls. That oh is my a God. hand cramp nightmare if you're playing in hand, handheld mode. So Bloody shocker. Yeah. I think that was... I can't remember, like, how it much I went into this in my review of Skyward Sword, um, but... You definitely mentioned it. I definitely mentioned <laughs> it, but, like, like A, it's understandable that, yeah, you know, the right stick they've mapped to Sword, so, like, it can't be also but be the 24/7. camera control. But, like, <laughs> I don't... I just wish there was a toggle to switch it from, like, hold yeah. R to camera to hold R to Sword. Like, have it the other way around. Yeah. Like have it... It's one of the most disappointing realizations when you open the menu and see that it's actually quite there. Yeah, no option just, for you, mate. Like, I d- it blows my mind that it released and like there wasn't that like it wasn't the other way around at least by default, if not at least like an option for it. Because to mm. me, it makes so much more sense for the right stick to always be the camera, and then when you want to fight something, you hold down the button because that's the thing you do the least mm. between the mm. two. You know what I mean? Exactly. That that's my issue too. But otherwise, it's um I'm not far in. I think I've finished like the first dungeon after you get off that little tutorial area. Yeah. It's really neat in so much as it feels like there's no filler. It's a very concentrated Zelda experience. It's, it's puzzle, combat, reward. In terms of level design and puzzles and everything, it's like easily one of the better games in the series. It's just like it falls apart at the controls. Yeah, it's it's uh I don't know how to reconcile it, but I'm really keen to get past that. I'll probably just have to play it docked the, get with the pro controller. Yeah, that's the way to do to it. To survive the hand cramps. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's promising. I, I'm really pleased to give it that second chance. Like I suppose many people on this Switch are at the moment. Yeah. Sick. Nice. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into the games that we can talk about uh, for mm. review, preview, or otherwise. In fact, I actually don't think there is an otherwise, but... All right, so let's talk about Golf Club Wasteland. I know we've spoken about it briefly um, on the podcast before. Well, I have anyway, but we've all played it now. And yeah. we can mm-hmm. actually talk about it because it comes out in 
well, it'll be out by the time you listen to this, which will be Saturday because of embargoes. We, we can't launch this. Uh, we have to push this a, a day. Um, so yeah, I guess I'm doing the review for it, but just, just to give you a quick uh, recap of what Golf Club Wasteland is, it's a it's a 2D, it's a gorgeous 2D golfing, like, like a story-driven golfing game uh, where Earth is collapsed so the super rich people all fled to to Mars and and sort of set up shop there in a place called Tesla City, uh, and then every and and now every now and again, uh, the rich rich people come back to Earth uh, to play golf amongst uh, Earth's ruins. That's sort of the the premise of of the world, but the story is slightly different. Um, you play as someone called Charlie, and this, and we'll talk, and we'll maybe discuss this a little bit. But um, yeah, you you play as Charlie, who's actually not a, a rich person himself, um, but he does have a story and and reasons for going back to Earth, which are which which you sort of discover um, over the game's thirty five holes. Um, the story is a bit sad. It, it is um, there is a bit of a depressing element to the story, you know, just the way um, his yeah, I guess his story. It's all quite sad, um, but you uncover that as you go. But also the the so the game has sort of got three main things, I guess. It's got the golf, uh, you've got the the world, and then you've got sort of uh, the soundtrack slash mm. story part of it. Um, so there's what uh, it's called Radio Nostalgia for Mars, and it's a it's a composed broadcast made for this game. And each and it's you can't skip it or you can't pause or fast forward re- like rewind. It just plays. Um, so basically, as you're playing each level, and there's no like. Levels don't have certain songs, or I think sometimes there might be like there's maybe a handful of um, like pre-designed sound uh, songs or whatever uh, that do play, but most of it is just plays through as you're playing the game. So you kind of have that relaxing, chill feeling of just playing through some some golf um, while listening to tunes. But for every two or three songs, there's a story from one of the survivors. Um, up on Mars and they sort of talk about their time on, on Earth and things that they re- uh, recall from their younger days or whatever or their journey up to um, Tesla City. And this is where it sort of loses its its drive a little bit for me. Um, some of the stories I think are pretty good. Some of them are a bit boring and some feel like gotcha. some feel like they kind of they waffle on a little bit. Um, Mm-hmm. There were there there were some that if there was a skip button, like I would definitely fast forward that. You know, I would skip past it. Um, the songs though, the songs are fantastic. Um, it's Shane Berry and I think the, the game director Igor Simic. Simic. Uh, they're the two composers of, of the soundtrack. I think Shane Berry is the the main guy, but uh, Igor, who's the director or one of the producers or something. He was telling me in an interview that he would do these story ideas and then send them out to like voice artists that he know that he knew or people that he knew and then get them to basically flesh the story out. So he would be like, you know, I want a story about 
a girl going to a club and he would send it, you know, he'd write a paragraph or something then send it to one of his friends and then they'd finish it off kind of thing and, and do that. And the, the voice of the, the host, it's actually, I think he said it's Shane Berry. I think it's him. And they actually sing on one of, or excuse me, on one of the tracks as well. I can't remember, but yeah. But I like the soundtrack's very, very good. The stories and throughout um, the broadcast, there's like ads, I guess you, that you'd, you'd call them ads um, for about rules and just life up on Mars and it all just sounds a bit shit. So they kind of, you know, doesn't sound, you know, like the grass is greener on on the other side but obviously the the other main part is the golf and even though it's probably not the core part of the game it's definitely like a, a big part of it um and it's fine it's not like uh pga uh, or, or tiger woods golf um it's not like mario golf it's def- well i haven't played that so <laughs> I, can't, I can't comment but um it is very very basic perhaps a little too basic um kieran and i you and i you and i spoke and i actually went back and played a couple holes um just to sort of maybe i was like maybe i'm just just not seeing it like maybe because i played it so much now like i kind of so i had already pretty much i'd finished it on pc before i even got the code for ps5 so i, I already kind of had a good feel for um for it but i think you are right there are some levels where uh, there's not enough indication of where the ball's going to go or drop or anything like like there's no real uh, rules to like mm. to it. Um, so I think yeah, like it, it is kind of a bit of a chook raffle sometimes. You know, you kind of you know you pull it out like ten centimeters, say you you know, you, but it's it doesn't go as far as you think. So um, yeah, that's a little bit. I mean, that's not really a bad thing. It's more of a a pain um than a four yeah. i would say but i think yeah like, like i definitely got used to it relatively quickly but i can de- but i definitely think there are some levels that it's it's like the the rules aren't the same so you might have a flat level in level two let's say and then a level in level 21 but the even though it's the same surface it feels like the ball distance travels differently that might have been an awkward awkward way to say that but um (laughs) yeah but yeah i mean i quite liked it it goes for about two to three hours i guess depending on your skill um the only negative that i would say and this is why this is why i'd love if adam was here because he and i have spoken about this is i think the story isn't told the best um, I think the game, it's trying to tell a very, like a, quite a sad story, but I didn't know what the fuck was going on until about halfway through my first playthrough. And there's, the game gives you, when you finish the the game, you unlock a graphic novel, um, that I actually read before I'd finished the game on PC because I had access to it. Cause I spoke to someone, I was like, is the story meant, meant to make like kind of no sense like aren't i playing rich people why is the game about rich people if i'm not even a rich person like you know in the marketing it's it's all about rich people going back to earth but you, then i got a sense of like who the fuck is this guy like is this a rich person i meant to know or or is it like or is it an then it became apparent that it wasn't it was just 
it was just a regular Joe. Um, so I feel like they they maybe could have tightened that up a little bit. There are diary entries that you do unlock uh, after each par. I think it is. I don't think it's each level. I think you think you have to get par to. Some of them are par, and some of them are like even less. Yeah. Okay. Some of them like way uh, under par. Yeah. So that that gives you definitely gives you a better insight to the story. However, I would say that that design itself is a bit shit. Because you have to, you know, levels might take 30 seconds or they might take five minutes. But if you're doing like, if you do three levels in, let's say, two minutes, that's three times within two minutes, you go back to the menu, go into diary. I mean, it's it's pretty minor. So they probably could have had like, because it actually pops up on the bottom right screen that new diary entry unlocked. But I don't think there's a automated button yet. Yeah, so you have to go back into the menu. And it's a, I think that part's a bit shit. I think the storytelling, it, it's a it's a good story. Um, but I think the way it's told probably could have been tightened up and told a bit better. But I'll shut up now and I'll get uh, Kieran if if you want to give me your thoughts. Uh, sure. Um, I I quite liked it. Uh, I I know we disagreed on the story aspect because I actually quite enjoyed the way that you know you kind of get the story of Mars itself and the people the first time you play it. And then when you go back and you try to like challenge the levels a bit better, you start to unlock more of the the main character's journey. Or when you you know finish it and you read the graphic novel, you get a better sense of his journey. Um, I quite like the way that that kind of unfolded because I was, I guess, I enjoyed all of the radio stuff uh, quite a bit. And I, to me, like the the radio in that game felt very natural because there definitely was times when I would like tune out and be like i'm i don't care about what this person's saying right now this is boring or this is dull and then there'd, like there'd the be other, there'd be other bits where like there'd be other bits where like oh that sounds interesting and i like i you know stop golfing for a second i'd kind of listen um so i i you know i thought that that actually felt quite natural so i got invested in that stuff enough during my first playthrough that i didn't really care that i didn't get the the main character story that that time around um but you are you you're very right about the controls feeling better over time because I know I was complaining a lot at first to you about um, not knowing where the where the ball was going to land and and how the the shot UI you know you've got that like arc and those little mm. like dots but they don't mean anything it's like I don't know it's rubbish I don't know what this <laughs> arc is showing me and I don't know what these dots mean like just tell me where the ball's going to fucking go. Um, but like you know, after going back, because I I I unlocked all the diaries. I went back and got everything. So I done I've done every level like well under par. I think I'm like minus a hundred for the total game. Um. Uh, yeah. So like it definitely gets easier over time. But I just feel like a game that is that focused on being such a chill zen experience shouldn't be frustrating first up. It should, you know, if not you know, give you better tools to be better straight away. It should at least give people options to, to make the game easier if they're struggling with it. So yeah, it's definitely missing something there. Um, but overall, I quite liked it. I think, I don't know if this is even possible, just very quickly, just on the controls, but let's say you've got the dual shock, sorry, the dual sense. Oh, well, it's a PS4 game. So let's say you've, you've got a controller with mm. rumble. Mm. And when you're aiming, when you get to the optimal spot where they want you to 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 aim it like gives you like a little bit of rumble to sort of indicate that would that work do you reckon, or i mean I, I guess so but i mean like there'd obviously be a lot of calculation behind the scenes there as to like yeah, what a good shot would be 
Yeah, the ball could go fucking um, anywhere. So it probably wouldn't work. But yeah, anything other than the, the UI that they currently have for, <laughs> for shots would be better. Um, but yeah, no, overall, I thought it was really good. And the soundtrack is is great. Like, it's a great mix of some really interesting tracks and then just mm. some, like, some bangers, like that repetition song. Yeah, it's fucking good. Isn't it? <laughs> um, so just for the, those listening, if you do buy the game, it does come with the soundtrack and the graphic novel. Um, mm. But yeah. Uh, mm. So yeah, with yes, yeah, so just quickly on on your points with the story, I I just felt like I wasn't invested in this person's journey, and I was just like, like I like I know it's a story driven game, but I don't really care about what's going on with him, like why I'm here. I'm just I just want to play golf, which and that 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 for me was like, and then I found out at the end, like or, well halfway through when when I read the graphic novel, I was like, this guy's actually, you know, it's quite a sad story but um i just didn't just didn't care nathan yeah i don't know i i, I feel like i'd sorry i just i feel like yeah. i i liked not caring about it the first time because i was concentrated on the golf and the radio and that's good um but yeah now mm. the tiebreaker well golf club wasteland's a bit of a fucking bait and switch game isn't it it's not really a golf game at all it's a it's a fucking concept album with a like a puzzle light walking sim attached to it. Light platforming. It's not a fucking golf game. The golf figure is just a mechanism for you to move your character around. Which I thought was actually kind of cool. Except when you get about halfway through the game and the levels get really big. And then you realise the character's really fucking slow. So moving the ball around when you have no way to tell what traje- what how much power you're really putting behind a swing like how far you're actually going to move, and then you hit a fucking wall, bounce the ball back, goes back down the hill you've been trying to get up for for the last three minutes. You're back further from the start than you were originally because it's gone well in the opposite direction. It's rolling off, still fucking going. you got no ability to reset. You hit pause, you restart the level. What a fucking pain in the ass. But before it gets to that point, when the levels are really small, when you've got these nice little levels where you can almost, if you're lucky, clear them in one hit, just having that there, that potential, knowing that you can probably get a hole in a few hits is always satisfying. I agree with Kieran. Any UI to give you any indication of how you're going to hit the ball would be better than what they currently have because at the moment, that visual information is meaningless. You get more visual... You get more information out of the controller's rumble, which is not great as it is because it doesn't really give you a good judge of the thresholds. It's just okay, we've got a little power now, so we're going to rumble, but that little power might just be a sort of just a light touch that sort of knocks the ball along. So as a golf game, even as a casual golf game, it's a little ho-hum, but the soundtrack's fantastic, definitely carries it. If you've got a good set of headphones, you're really going to enjoy that because you can just get lost in it. And that first half of the game where the levels are quite small and condensed and you're only spending a couple of minutes per round and you're getting that story fed to you, and the sort of almost ASMR of the heavily accented radio host is actually quite calming. And there's definitely an appeal to that. It's a novel little title. I like the visuals. I don't like all of the writing. Oh, I think the writing's fine. I think the delivery of some of the monologues is a bit ho-hum. Especially when you've got censoring occurring and subtitles. that, Like if you've got a swear word, a big naughty the subtitles just completely changed so you get a sense of what the word was and it's just a bit awkward because um, the, the theming here does 
it's it's an adult themed game i think i don't think there's a lot here that's going to really excite a kid's story wise and it's so it's told in such an esoteric manner that i can completely understand why zach struggled with it and even i had to sort of pick through it and it kind of felt like i had to do a little bit of work to figure out what the story was which was a little bit confusing because i was trying to work the the controls and trying to work getting my ball up a hill oftentimes or through a window in a house um, and then trying to figure out like little beats of the story that I'm missing because I'm getting a little bit frustrated meant that yeah I'm, I'm not 100% sure of what's going on myself like I get the gist of what's happening and I get some of that sort of class play and I understand that nostalgia is the big driving theme thinking back to the world that was and the prosperity that we had in Australia no, Australia that's just me personally <laughs> the world that's all neat and it's all kind of sad and it does get a bit sad towards the end it's a neat game, but... Have you finished it? No, I haven't. Okay, okay. That's 35 rounds, and I've made it over halfway. Okay. I um, got too frustrated. It was... I, th- I, I liked the sweet experience of the first half. Okay. I... Because the, the, there are small levels towards the end. There's... I actually thought the pacing between big and small levels was quite good. I thought they didn't, like, slam me with too many massive levels in a row. I felt some um, levels were a bit artificially part. big because they would just have like bits of water in between and you've got to navigate between them like a little platforming yeah. sequence, but it's not actually big, big. It's just a... Yeah, the worst part about the larger levels is that most of them have like a really fucking annoying bottleneck right in the middle. Yep, that's like it. Where, where it's like, you know, you'll end up taking like 20 shots and then like, yeah, it gets like, like Nathan said, get sent back to the beginning. You're like, fuck this. Mm. Um, <laughs> the apartment the... building level, the fuck Zach level, I uh, hated that one so much. Really? Actually, I that, thought that was. I think good. that's where I put down the controller, mate, because it sounds like where I am. Have you played the one that's on like? I don't know if it's a crane, but it's a like it's the yellow crane. Yeah, that's yeah. really neat, and it's a really good use of sound too. It really drew me in. I like that. Um, but that's that's one where I got to the top, and then the ball like ricocheted and bounced right down to the bottom, and I was like, <laughs> "Fuck off." Fun I like design. that level. Yeah. Um, but actually, yeah, I didn't... Maybe, yeah. Maybe, like, because I've played golf. I mean, you've, you guys have played golfing games too, but mm. I actually didn't find it that overly difficult. Um, it's it's not... Like, you can definitely just pick up and play, but you're not going to feel good at it immediately. And it's not due to a lack of skill. It's due to a lack of being able to tell what your input's mm. actually going to do. I would have been I would have been at least seventy five percent less annoyed at it if it had like an instant reset button, and you didn't have to like 100%. hit pause, wait for the sky to really slowly yep. like bring back up the menu, and then like go reset and then like go is. back down again. That, that's my biggest criticism condensed. Otherwise, like as much as I just ragged on it, it at its foundation, it's totally a solid game. Mm. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm gonna give it an. Eight out of ten, I think. Okay. Um, I haven't fully decided yet because. Um, yeah. It's not a controversial score for a game like that. No, no, no. I'm just uh, I'm, I'm I haven't finished right. I've written like ninety percent of it, but um, this because it's not for a couple of days, so I'm just sitting on it. At, at you the wanted moment. to get our input first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> the <no>. consensus. <clears throat> um. But yeah, and no, I think yeah, my, like my main thing with the story is, like I said, is, is all that marketing is all about, you know, how the rich go back to earth and play golf. And then I kind of was like, this guy doesn't, I'm not getting the vibe that this guy's loaded 
You know what I mean? Um, anyway, uh, cool. We'll move on. Um, Kieran, do you want to go one for one here? You go the next one, I'll, then I'll do the next one? Sure. I'll go with the one that I probably have the least amount to say about um, mm. because, uh, I don't know, it was, it was I, I guess, just like a, a quick thing. But um, during Gamescom, I'm sure that everyone saw the announcement of Park Beyond, um, which is a theme park building management sim. Um and it's being made by, oh, I'm going to forget who is making it, aren't I? Um, it's being published by Bandai Namco Entertainment, um, Limbic. Uh, and it's, I guess, their their take on the genre in, in a way that they want to kind of like push the idea of theme parks uh, beyond, hence the title, uh, what we're used to seeing in reality. So... Um, if you've played any other theme park sim games like Planet Coaster or like Theme Park, um, you pretty much get the idea. You sort of uh, build your own parks at, from scratch with, you know, different rides and different path placements and you manage the facilities and the staff and the rides and the customers and all that kind of stuff. Um, but the big kicker is uh, the the term that they've coined, impossification, which essentially means that you can upgrade rides to a point where they are literal impossible feats of uh, absolute lawsuit, impending lawsuits. Um, nice. One uh, prevalent example. Up. Yeah. <laughs> one um one prevalent example being the, uh, the the standard Ferris wheel, which can be upgraded to include two wheels, um, and then further upgraded to include eleven wheels, all stacked on top of each other. So. Uh, you know, and there's like a, there's like a Kraken ride, which, you know, traditionally is just one of those ones that like swings. But then like when you fully upgrade it, like the Kraken's tentacles are just like throwing people's carriages everywhere and shit. So it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's nothing kind of that you haven't really seen in the, in the sim, like theme park genre, but it's just, you know, made a little bit more ridiculous. Um, and yeah, I got to see like, they, they obviously debuted the, the, the CG trailer, at Gamescom, but I got to see quite a bit of uh, actual gameplay behind the scenes, um, and like it looks, it looks, it looks really good. Um, they're designing it definitely with consoles in mind, which is not a usual thing for this sort of genre. Um, so rather than a lot of other similar games being developed for PC first and then kind of adapted to a controller, they're designing it with a controller in mind. So that bodes well. Um, and the like, the coaster building systems and everything look really good. So yeah, I'm pretty keen. Um, but, uh, I don't really have much more to say beyond that. Cause it was kind of a, a brief showing. Um, but for anyone who did see that CG trailer and wants to know if the actual game looks like it's coming along well, it definitely does. Do they give a date? They did not give a date. Just 2022. Okay. Um, <clears throat> do... What's my question going to be? Can't, I can't, I, I can't, yeah, nah, can't think of it. Um, but I'm keen. Sick. Uh, um, I did, uh, I did like old theme park back in the day. And there's that one that's on Xbox, which I did download. Scream. Scream, right? Scream yeah, it's kind of a different thing. But, How um, yeah. But, uh, Planet Coaster is good if you, if you like those games. That's a little bit more recent. That's on console now as well. Um, I've got Zoo Planet. Oh yeah, Planet Zoo. Yeah, I've got that on PC. Oh, Planet Zoo, sorry. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, same same devs as Planet Coaster. That's quite good. Yeah. Um, nice. But uh, oh, I guess like the other thing I did see was a little bit of the how the single player campaign is going to work, and that's that's pretty cool as well because you kind of have these like board meetings with the other characters, and you have little like RPG ish dialogue sequences where you respond to them and stuff, and then the way that that conversation flows changes what your goals are in the campaign levels. Um, okay. So you know, no, it's it, you know, no two campaigns are actually going to be the same, have the same objectives and stuff, which is pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. If you uh, all right, here's a quick question without notice. If yep. you had to name your own theme park, what would you call it? Uh, Butt World. Mm. <sighs> okay. Yep. Um. <laughs> I didn't have to think go. about that. <laughs> Nathan, you got anything for us? An ass amusement park. Oh, isn't it hard to top that? I'm definitely an ass man. Astro World can move over. I'm all Astro for it. World. <laughs> Astro World. Love it. There you go. I'll take that. Uh, Zach, right. what butt um, themed? <laughs> bum World. The, the Bum yeah. Easement Park. Yeah, I don't know. What's something? What's, what's a good take the, on like Wet and Wild or something? The Anusement Park. <laughs> Wow. Uh, right. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> moving back to the dark pictures, I actually got to play an hour, which was probably more about 45 minutes, of House of Ashes, which is the third entry in that series, uh, which is coming out October 22 this year for all consoles uh, and PC. That's interesting because you were just talking about that series earlier and now you're talking about the new game. What a... What a crazy coincidence that is. A bit of foreshadowing you had earlier. That's, That's good. That's good podcast writing. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I knew that we were going to talk about this, so I started playing it. I knew that I'd, I would get an hour-long preview when I started playing Man of Medan. I could just feel it. Um, and, it and it's all led to this moment. So, yeah, I've, uh, based on the... So, House of Ashes is... Um, it's, yeah, like I said, it's the uh, third entry in the in the series, and it takes um, again like it's a whole new cast of characters. This one's got actually Tisdale, Tisdale, sorry, in it, um, and maybe some other actors, names I don't recognise, but faces I don't recognise either. Um, and this one is set in uh, two thousand three, the end of the Iraq War. Uh, U.S. forces have uh, have found what they believe is a weapons depot uh hidden underground so they chop her in to go search for it and do whatever the americans do claim it as their own or something and then um basically they're met with uh, by armed forces or iraqi forces there but then a earthquake breaks out and sends everybody in the nearby or in that area sends them underground and that's basically where the game kicks off. Uh, you're, you play as... There's five characters. Uh, four of them are American soldiers and one of them is an Iraqi soldier. Uh, yeah, and you start as uh, one of the American Marines who then goes and finds his, his uh, partner, but it's pretty obvious early on that, um, you know, there's more than just the four or the five of them. Down here in in the dark, um, there's some little, you know there's some nasties hiding away in the uh, shadows, which it gives off. If you, you guys have seen the descent or like the cave, yeah, man, 
Mm. Yeah, so it's it's basically like that, which the developers have said previously that it is inspired by those uh, by that that um, those films. <clears throat> but yeah, so then uh, the two partners or the two soldiers meet up, and then you know they basically uncover this temple, which dates back you know thousands and thousands of of years um, to uh, the reign of Narim Sin Sim, um, which is yeah in the uh, in the BCs, but it looks fucking cool. You know, that sort of history is definitely up my, my alley. Um, in my preview that I've, I've got here, you know, I talk about how when I was a real young kid, I wanted to be a archeologist, um, you know, dig up fucking old bones and old temples. Um, <laughs> just to clarify, um, BC is not before coronavirus. As I know, it is now. <laughs> before covid um it's before i got nothing funny to say this is me <laughs> sorry mate <laughs> um but yeah so then uh and but if you play any of the two previous games or until dawn you pretty much got a got a good a good feel for how it's going to play the biggest change is uh as mentioned previously when we might have spoken about the hands-off preview i did is they're going for a, like an over-the-shoulder viewpoint as opposed to the fixed camera angles, and this is a very, very good move, um, especially in the environments that we're in now. Um, it, I, it's, I'm probably not going to say it's, it's as massive as going from like RE3 to RE4 type sort of thing, but playing, having recently played Man of Medan and um, Little, little uh, Old Mate, whatever it's called again, Little hope, um, yeah. Like it's it's definitely a good a a good change um, for for this title. It definitely makes you feel a lot more exposed and like vulnerable to sort of what you know what's lurking sort of in the shadows and stuff. Um, and I guess it lets you play a bit more f- with a bit more freedom because um, you can can kind of go around and explore more, whereas you're not kind of shoehorned into this one viewpoint where you know you can't really see in certain sections and, and that um there's also a, a flashlight button which i think i've mentioned previously not tonight but in in when i did the uh hands off and again that that allows you to sort of explore because before you kind of had to pick up like a the flashlight and and that but here you can just sort of push a y or triangle and it just turns it on i, th- I think it's y or triangle and just turns it on and off so you can kind of go through and discover more and yeah, like I'm not gonna really tell much more because I don't want to spoil the story, but it looks fucking cool. Um, both Man of Medan and Little Hope definitely aren't as good as Until Dawn. Like that's I think that's that's still Supermassive's uh, crowning achievement so far, but this one is the potential's there to to knock it off it knock it off its perch. Uh, I think the setting works very very well um for this type of game that sort of cinematic choose your own goosebumps adventure kind of game um yeah so i'm I'm definitely keen to check out more of it have you caught a glimpse of the big bad or bads in your preview time not a i'm being deliberately vague not a, not a clear view, no. So in the early, in the first hour, I mean, within the first, like, five minutes of the game, like, 
people get attacked. Yeah. Um, for the sake of, I mean, it's the first, first five minutes, so fuck spoilers, but um, these aren't characters that you have any choice. Like, these characters die regardless. Um, so, you know, that's just part of the story, you know, the opening sort of bits and pieces. Um, I think I only ever had... There's a, there's a couple of uh, choices that you do make. So, like, yeah, like I was saying, it sort of plays like those other games where choices are very much, you know, that's your your like main gameplay mechanic apart from walking is it, it's, you know, you, you make choices that affect uh, short-term and sort of long-term outcomes um, and your relationships with other characters as well. So there's a couple that I've made now that I, and because Anna and I, we, um, we played them both, we played this one together as well. There's some choices that, that she, and she makes most of them. Um, Good. Where uh, I go, oh, don't know if I would have done that. So, spicy. Uh, but there's but there's one where I'm I'm keen to see what happens if I don't make that choice. I'm keen to see what the what the flip side of it is because two of the two two of the characters, Ashley Tisdale and well, she's uh she's a CIA agent and her husband is is on this team. Um, but it turns out that their relationship isn't quite as you know concrete as it as you know as their marriage certificate might say so um yeah just sort of keen to see how everything goes but um what i what i do write in the uh in the preview is i'm really keen to see the iraqi soldiers story and how that one plays out i actually think he's probably the most interesting um given his position of you know he's not only got to watch out for the creatures that are obviously underground, but the people that were trying to kill him, you know, topside. So, and clearly, you know, d- down there, if if they run into one another, which I don't know if they do or not, I would assume that they probably do at some point later on in the game. Um, you know, they're going to have to work together to kind of get out. So, I'm keen to see how they write that and how it all plays out. So, cool. There. I can put up gameplay footage if I want. I haven't recorded it, so I might go back and play it and record it and put it up if I can be asked. But can you put it up somewhere where I can watch it that's not on my computer monitor? Because every time I try to watch the trailers for that game, it's too, it's too dark. They're, they're so dark that my yeah. monitor just like, <clears throat> like worse than what. You know how bad my monitor is. I yeah. wrote that entire email in the subject line the other day because was, I couldn't tell that there was a boundary between that and <laughs> the email body. <laughs> oh, dear, that's fucked. Um, it, I was, when I got that email, I was like, I was like what the fuck? Um, I didn't notice until I got the response. <laughs> and I was like, uh, why is he sending me back what I wrote? And then I realized it was... Kieran's having a bad line. day. <laughs> but, but that's actually a good, good point. This game is very dark. We had to crank up okay. the brightness to about 75%. And even then, even then, it felt too dark. Um, but get a better monitor, mate. But I, I mean, well, I was playing on the on the TV then, on the get OLED. A, get a better OLED. Um, <laughs> so, but I actually find that that's that's quite common when I when I play my PC games on my TV. They're real fucking dark. Like playing Visage, I was like, I can't fucking see anything. Yeah, PC stuff can be a little bit dicey like that. Um, a few different standards and stuff that get in the way. But then I play it like on a monitor and it feels like it's not, not as dark. Mm. So I, I, I don't know. Mm. Anyway, cool. Um, yeah, shout out to Bandai Namco for hooking me up with that one. 
Have you all played? You've all played Until Dawn at least, yeah. 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 yeah cool. And you rated I that? played. Uh, I played Until no. Dawn and I played Hidden Agenda. Those are the only two oh, super right. massive games yes. that I've played. I forgot about that game. You didn't like Until Dawn, Nathan? Nah. Really? I I, I think it was just the really slow pace and yeah. the fact that. I wanted to enjoy, so I really do like that campy slashy uh, slasher horror quite a bit, and I don't know, but I just didn't connect with the characters as much as I wanted to, even though some of them were, you know, deliberately supposed to be quite schlocky and shit. Mm. I don't know. It it it's a weird game. It didn't quite gel with me, but it, ultimately it was. I think the I got frustrated with just how slow the pace was. Like I just wanted a sprint button. They're so fucking slow. Well, that's. I don't know if I can re- repeat this. Maybe I'm, maybe I'll tell you after. Um, but I think if you um, yeah, if you didn't like Until Dawn because of the pacing, I don't think you'll like Man of Medan or Little Hope. I suspected as much. Especially Man of Medan. I think the movement, uh, like as in that, um, the camera change up maybe does help that a bit here. But it is still very very slow, um, mm. and it is that sort of. You're playing an interactive movie, um, sort of you know thing that Supermassive tends to go for. They're like the horror version of uh, Quantic Dream kind of thing. You know, mm, like, yeah, like, that's a really good good way of looking at it, which um, is kind of solidifies why it doesn't quite chill with me. But I totally get why others dig it. Mm. I fucking kill people all the time. I, I, I thought I'm quite you know quite good under Some, pressure, but. Give me a control and make me tap a heartbeat. I'm fucking dead in two seconds, mate. Bro, <laughs> some of them deserve it. It's okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Kieran, you want to give us your last one? Uh, yeah, I'll keep this uh, relatively brief, I guess. Um, but uh, another game that I was lucky enough to get a preview of and one that I've been quite looking forward to uh, is Lost in Random. Um and I, uh, I'm a, a massive fan of, of Zoink, the developer. Um, they've had some really, really, really good output uh, pretty much ever since they burst onto the scene. So um, I don't know how much either you or Nathan have played, Zach, but um, their, their back catalog includes uh, games like uh, Fear, which I gave a 9.5 back in the day, I think it was. Is that correct, Zach? Is that what we found out? Yeah, 9.5. Yeah. Um, Concrete Genie, uh, not Concrete oh, Genie, um, Ghost Giant, sorry, yes. uh, which uh, was a VR game that I gave a nine. Um, Stick It to the Man and Flipping Death, which are both kind of like really cool uh, comedy platform puzzler games. Um, basically, they you know they just every every single game they put out is is different, um, and they're all very narrative driven and they're all very kind of artistic and and very kind of uh, quirky and 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 different, but um. Lost in Random is a new game, and it's their second game with the EA Originals program, uh, and it's definitely shaping up to be their biggest and most ambitious project so far. Um, so for context, uh, I think their studio has grown to like 80-plus people, so you know they're still ostensibly an indie developer, but they really kind of have uh, a, a big, kind of a strong team going for this one. Um, and what it is is a third-person narrative-based action-adventure game. Um, and it's set in the a world called Random, uh, hence the title. Um, and this world is ruled by dice. So there's an evil queen, 
and she has the quote-unquote one true dice um, and that dice decides the fate of all of the citizens in the world so on your 12th birthday she'll come to your house she'll roll the dice and depending on the roll of one to six you'll go and live in a certain district it kind of determines your class so you roll a one you know you're the lowest class you'll you'll go to the the lower class district and slum it out with all the all the other ones uh, you roll a six and you go, get to go live with the queen in her palace and and kind of you know, live in the, in the lap of luxury, essentially. Um, and the game kind of follows uh, a girl named Even, whose sister Odd uh, turned 12 and rolled a six. Um, so, you know, for all intents and purposes, got to go live uh, the best possible life. But Even starts having these visions and, and seeing things that indicate that maybe things aren't quite what they seem for the people that have rolled a six. Um, and so she kind of sets off across the world of random to to kind of track down a sister and figure out what's going on um and one of the coolest things about the game is that idea of randomness of dice rolls kind of factors into not just the the story but the gameplay as well uh so there's a combat system um and what that combat system does is it combines uh you know action adventure beat-em-up stuff it combines uh tabletop rpg dice rolls and it combines deck building elements um, so you have like basic light attacks that even can do against enemies. And when she builds up enough power, uh, she can pull from a deck of cards. Um, and those cards have certain abilities or items or buffs that she can use in battle. Um, but to use them, she has to roll her new little companion called Dicey, who is a, a magical dice that technically shouldn't exist because there should only be like the one true dice. Um, but she finds Dicey like quite early on and... Uh, he kind of helps her and, and when, when she rolls him in battle, the, the number that he rolls determines how much, uh, how many points she has to spend on abilities essentially. Um, so it's kind of got these like three levels where you're, you're fighting in, in real time, but you're also pulling cards and you're also rolling a dice. Uh, and that kind of all just flows into, into, into battle, which is really, really cool. Um, and so we kind of got to see uh like some behind the scenes stuff on the game and and chatted to two other developers um the studio head uh class lingered and the game's creative director olav redmalm um and they kind of talked a lot about what their vision for the game was and how they came up with it and essentially you know they just started with the idea of like you know what about what would a world ruled by dice be like and they kind of just sort of built it up from there it was really interesting um but after chatting with them I got to actually get hands-on with the game uh, and, and play through the first few hours of it. And from what I played, which is obviously still early doors, um, you know, went straight from the beginning of the game. Um, it's very, very, very solid in terms of uh, playability and in terms of like the art direction and the technical stuff as well. Um, you know, coming from a studio like theirs, which has had... Of like you know very small origins they're they're really kind of nailing that that double a indie kind of like sphere where it's you know high quality well polished stuff but still has that creative creativity and ingenuity so um i'm very very happy with what i played so far i'm, I'm i was already very excited uh because i love i love the studio and i love the the concept and the game itself has this like brilliant kind of um tim burton stop motion kind of feel to it um it's kind of like a mix of like nightmare before christmas and like uh Coraline visually um so it's very very cool uh but um yeah after getting hands on with it i'm i'm sold i'm very sold so that comes out on the 10th of september on pretty much every platform imaginable
Um, so by the time you've been listening to this, it's you know less than a week away. Nice. Very, very I'm cool. I'm sold too. Fuck yeah. I've not looked into this before. I Have a look at the described... trailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my cup of tea. Hell yeah. I'm glad. Yeah, very nice. So that, so that preview is up now. Um, we've yep. also got a couple of things that um, are up on the website that you can check out. Uh, Orion has done a King's Bounty 2 review as well as a... She hated that game. Yeah, well, Just I think quietly. most people do. And, and uh, her No More Heroes... I didn't mind it. It was average. <laughs> her No More Heroes 3 review is also um, up. Ooh, now, I, I that's a, something I didn't say that I'd been playing. I played maybe like two hours of it. What do you think? I love it so far. Okay. Cause it's, I'm a huge fan of the series and... I kind of was just expecting more of exactly what we had before, and that's what it is. So it's it's getting slightly mixed reviews. Yeah, Correct. I think more like more to the positive side than negative, but it's definitely. I think there are plenty of like pseudo uh, fifty one apologists reviewing the game, so mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like it's it's skewed in some in some ways, and that would definitely have been me had I had I reviewed it. So, um, but Arana's review is really good. Definitely worth a read. Uh, we've got an interview with Dead Static, uh, with Dead, the Dead Static Drive creator. Fuck, that's a bit of a tongue twister for me for some reason. Um, just about the game. Basically says the game will come out when it's ready, which is a bummer. Uh, Ed, <laughs> Big Ed, uh, did a review for the Big Con, which I know that Kieran, you were keen on that. Yeah, I think sounds I like it's, it's good too. So, Indies article, didn't we? I think we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We did. No, I'm, uh, I'll get around that. And uh, Adam Matthew, known as Grizz, he uh, lent us his words for Far Cry 6. Um, I mean, we don't have to give them back, so technically he <laughs> gave them to us. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a preview for Far, Far Cry 6 there as well. Kieran, I want to quickly get your thoughts on something. Give me one minute of your time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, wrote a, you wrote up a Persona 5 feature on the anime. You can talk about that if you would like. Otherwise, give us a 60-second review of the Razer Hammerhead True Wireless in-ear buds. Um, all right. So the Persona 5 anime is way better than everyone was telling me it was. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and the box set is very pretty. Um, moving on to the Razer Hammerheads, though. Uh, they are the first set of in-ear headphones that I haven't hated straight out of the box. Um, I'm an over-ear guy. Uh, but they have been... A massive boon to moving apartments because I have been using them to listen to podcasts and watch YouTube videos and stuff. Um, they are super, super versatile. Really, really good value for money. The Chroma RB- RGB element seems like the stupidest thing ever in a pair of headphones, but I definitely found a lost bud more than once because of the lights. So uh, get fucked naysayers. It's great. Uh that's all I have to say. How much are they? Uh, $199. Okay. Because it sounds like you, you're a little bit like me in terms of, um, you, you know, you prefer over-ears than in-ears. I, I mean, prefer I the, the sound from over-ear headphones yeah. and, and the fit um, traditionally, but these actually fit really good. So I was really happy with the comfort level. But yeah, the sound, the, you know, the, the difference in sound quality usually puts me off. Yeah. Um, but these are definitely designed not for... See, every every other in-ear headset that I've used before has been for music. So these aren't for music. These are for mm. mobile gaming 
and yeah. you know youtube and and that kind of stuff and for that they work great so nice thanks to um, razor for sending us a pair of those little bad boys oh actually i did put up the bang and olivson review finally i know i said i would last week but i did finally <laughs> get around to doing it um but, you know that's what you do on your on your week off you put up that's shit it. that's fucking in the in the backlog all right uh let's do jorts for september there's lots of fucking talk about so we'll just keep it oh god we'll keep we'll keep it pretty pretty quick uh jorts is up on the website now oh, that's august we don't we don't have that one uh nathan you want to kick us off with what you're keen for yeah, so I'll start with one that I've literally just added to the list in the last five minutes. Somehow it flew under my radar, but I've just realised that Pathfinder, the tactical Ooh, RPG yeah. alternative to D&D, has a game coming out on the 2nd of September. We're recording this on the 1st, so I'm very tickled by that. Um, I haven't played the previous one, but I'll definitely like to give this a crack. Then I'm going to just follow up with Tales of Arise. Need some JRPGs in my life, of course. I I remember saying I don't like them so much, but I do love playing them as a comfort food. Deathloop's on the agenda. We've got Diablo 2 Resurrected. Played a little bit back in the day, but keen to try and trigger or, or channel some of that nostalgia if I can reconcile the current bullshittery occurring with the whole Blizzard Activision shit that's always, I think, on the backs of our minds. Astra Ascending, an interesting new mm. sort of 2D RP, tactical RPG. I think it's just more of a traditional JRPG flavor, isn't it? Anyway, yeah. that looks cool. Very vanilla wary. WarioWare, get it together. Upon um, Kieran has changed my mind on that, so I definitely want to give that a squizzo. Nino Kuni 2, because I love a JRPG ported to Switch. And lastly, New World, because I haven't had anything to look forward to in the MMO space in a while, other than final fantasy but that's going to be a mainstay that's my jorts for september nice one nice one um all right so kieran you and i i think we're both both agree that death loop um yeah came for that i mean we've talked about it quite enough so everyone knows what that is so we're keen for that uh the other ones just trying to look through here that we're collectively keen for bit of uh away this evolve series again that, that we backed on kickstarter um, that game is finally coming out on September 28. Uh, where you the game's going to have my uh, my cat in it, so I'm pretty Fuck excited yeah. about that. Um, <laughs> playing as a sugar glider in like a documentary style adventure. Um, Hot Wheels Unleashed. I know that we were both very, very keen for that on September 30. Yeah, boy. I, I just realised that like nobody can see the I can the see shockers right. that I was. Shockers, <laughs> boy. That's all that matters. Um. And I think that's about it that we are sharing. Oh no, sorry. Then you got we got the Artful Escape on September nine, mm. um, which we'll talk more about next week. Uh, oh no, sorry. And Life is Strange. I would I do want to really want to hit that series up, but this is definitely more of a your keen than what I am. Than, I just uh, want to shout out whoever edited this article because it says Life is Strange, Strange Colors. Oh no, uh, in this list here, but you know. Continue, sorry. Shout-outs to... Uh, that That would be Jordan. That would he, be Jordan. He puts in the list of um, games. That I don't think Kieran looks at that. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, sorry, I'm going back to games now. But no, I'll, I'll let you talk about that. But for me, very, very quickly, we've got Tales of Iron on September 17. 
Aragami 2, which looks kind of cool for some reason. It does. I, I don't know why, but that's it cool. looks fucking sick, man. Come I, on. Caught my attention. <laughs> I didn't like the first one that much, but September 17. This um, one does look good. Lake, which came out today. Um, mm. didn't check out, but I'm a bit butthurt about that, so we'll. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, I'm not sure if I'll check it out. Uh, then I think that might be. Oh, just scrolling very quickly. Oh no! Then we've got. I'm probably not going to play this, but I've always, I always liked these games. Agatha Christie game, which comes out on September 28. Um, little little mystery, point and clicky kind of game there. So I'm going to shout out. I'm going to quickly shout out one of Jordan's. He shared quietly with us. Outer Wilds: Echoes of the Ice. Oh, Outer Wilds yeah. is getting a mini expansion. And that game, I've not yet finished, but the little bit I've played, you, you, you spend an hour with that game, you know that's special. It's a special yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, and there's one more that I, but I'll let Kieran now talk about that. Kieran, what are you came for that we haven't discussed? <sighs> Look, okay, so <laughs> if I had, if I could bend time and space, so I, I would play Bravely Default 2 on the PC because I really enjoyed that game on the Switch. Uh, and... I feel like it would look incredible on the PC. Um, if I could bend time and space, I would play the medium on PS5 because I enjoyed what I played of that on the Xbox uh, and I would like to get trophies for it. If I could bend time and space, I would play Sonic Colors Ultimate because I am a fiend for Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, boy. Um, I am definitely going to be checking out The Artful Escape. Uh, I'm definitely going to be checking out Life is Strange True Colors. I'm definitely going to be checking out Lost in Random. Uh, I hope to check out Tales of Arise, but, um, you know, I don't know what that means. Zach Jackson. I do. Seven. He, he's referring to the, what, what is he showing you? He's fisting me. That's it, mate. <laughs> there you, you got go. there. Fist. No, what's well, not in this list? I'm going to be playing. Yes, um, <laughs> I'm keen to check out. Let me finish first of all. <laughs> I was, I wasn't listening. First of oh. all, let me finish. Um, let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I will check out. I, I'm definitely going to be checking out Fist. Uh, I would like to play Tales of Arise, but I don't know if I'm going to have the time to commit to that given all the other things I'm already talking about. Uh, definitely be playing WarriorWare. I hope to check out Deathloop. Uh, I hope to check out Tales of Iron after you talking about it so much because it does look good. Um, yeah. I will absolutely be playing Cana Bridge of Spirits. Um, I will 100% be playing Lost Judgment. Um, I will... Hopefully dabble a bit in the next-gen update to Ghost Runner, although I did play that on PC with ray tracing, all the cool stuff anyway, so it's probably not much point. Um, I'll be playing Away for sure, and I will absolutely check out Hot Wheels Unleashed. So I don't know if that's any indication of how little of anything else I'm going to be doing in September. Um, yeah, you're fucked, mate. this month is just What about one um, Death Stranding? Big Are you going to check out Director's Cut for that? Oh my god! Don't add to it. Okay. Um, yep, I'll definitely in, check out the <laughs> what in sound mine. Nah, nah. that can <laughs> I can skip that one. <laughs> um, um, yeah, September Sable? is just go away. Sable. Oh my god! 
Leave uh, me alone. That's a big old yes. And Lake. Uh, I want to play Lake. Um, fuck that guy. No, shout out to Lake. God, what is... Why? Spread it out. God. Um, yeah, We've been in lockdown for 18 game, months. Release shit. The next game that Anna <laughs> and I are going to play is um, Street Outlaws Winner Takes All 2. She's real big road racer. She loves it. Nice. Uh, um, no, it's actually Kena, Bridge of Spirits. Yeah, um, sick. Yeah, so she's gonna, <laughs> she's like, when's that Disney-looking game coming out? <laughs> Disney-esque game. Um, nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, September's fucked. Isn't October worse? I don't know, actually. We'll talk about October at the end of this next month, whatever. Um, really? Look forward to that in four podcasts' time. That's it. All right, let's quickly go through some news before we wrap up because some of the news is probably a little bit old at this stage, so we won't go too much into detail. We'll talk quickly about the major shit from Gamescom. We're reading through a, a list here on Explosion Network, so shout out to Dylan for putting that together because we didn't. Uh, but Saints Row was one of the first things that was... In, oh, no, sorry, there was an Xbox... Um, showcase that was the night before i think which was kind of bummed from memory i don't think there was much there um yeah, i don't remember much of anything. anything so must have been Just bummed um, saints row will uh, kick things off which we've already spoken about last week um with uh kieran's preview then they announced uh, marvel's midnight suns which is a xcom yes. looking marvel game um nathan's keen very, very keen. This is a special. This is like the Marvel night. So I, I, I'm a bit of a Marvel boy, and this is this is like mid two thousands era Marvel where it got like dark and edgy for a bit. Mm. So almost a bit my chemical romance. So I'm keen for a bit more of that. Hell yeah! Is the Phantom in this? Hell no. Yeah. Blades in it though. Hell yes. Fucking and they blade. got and they brought back um, Ghost Runner, but not like Nicolas Cage White Ghost Runner, like oh. the good one. So. Ghost Rider, you mean? Not Ghost Runner. <laughs> Fuck! Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Ghost Runner is the other thing. Um, cool. So, so Midnight Suns comes out on March 22. Sorry, March 2022. Grabby. So in March 2022, whatever, on Xbox and PlayStation and shit. Um, all of them. Uh, <laughs> then they showed off Call of Duty Vanguard. More Call of Duty. More stuff. But actually, no, Nathan, you dabbled in the... Beta. Can you talk about I that? I played... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the beta introduces their... I can't remember what the... It's called, like, Last Standing or something. So, they're sort of round-robin round pairs tournament. So, you just get dumped with another player randomly and you have this sort of 2v2 showdown. Very quick, very brief. And they've got really convoluted systems about how you get weapons. Like, there's got some, they've got some kind of point economy where you have to buy your weapons like it's COD Zombies. Anyway, the short of it is the format doesn't really suit the kind of fast-paced ferocity of COD. It's kind of almost a bit more slower and tactical, and you can feel really cheesed really quickly. Anyway, fucking hated it. Played one match, uninstalled it, and was a bit disappointed because I normally like to give COD a bit of a chance. I'm a little bit of a fanboy, but this stunk for me. And I was also a bit biased because I didn't like Sledgehammer's previous outing with COD World War II. So I might give it a miss this year. Might might play the campaign, but I'm not tickled yet. Nice. Uh, then they showed off some stuff on Halo Infinite, uh, the, mul uh, the multiplayer, uh, before announcing that the game will release on December 8, 2021, sneaking into to its 2021 release uh, window there. Um, 
But I uh, I think I might have even said this last week that I was very surprised at the amount of people who basically wiped their ass with my article saying that people don't play or that people wouldn't really mind that much that the, the co-op campaign wasn't included because it was, yeah, it didn't, I didn't realise it was such a big thing. Um, mm. So it's sounding like that they probably should have, well, can they delay it again? I mean, could have they? It would have been a fucking nightmare for them, um, PR-wise. Yeah. But, but this is this seems like a like a pretty big exclusion to miss. I, I wonder how Adam feels, but I'm actually kind of considering just not playing it until they add the co-op. Like, that's yeah. how integral it is to the I, experience I, for me. I feel like if it wasn't for the fact that they're launching on Game Pass, because, you know, ex- first-party Xbox games haven't relied on, you know, launch day sales for the longest time now since game pass was introduced i feel like if it wasn't for game pass they might have pushed back and and waited until they had a product that people wanted to play on day one yeah but i think because you know it's on game pass here it's on game pass people why not you know if if anything it might be better to have people subscribe longer to wait for the full game you know they might pick it up they might pick up the subscription on launch day go on uh you know I, i don't like this without campaign they might dabble in the multiplayer while they wait, thinking, oh, yeah, I'm getting this on Game Pass. It's good value. And then, you know, hold off until the multiplayer mm. campaign comes out. Like, it could it could work better. I'm you just... know, I, th- I think they're really kind of embracing the idea of a game that evolves over time. But it's it's definitely a weird thing for them to pick to not for focus single on. Player, well, for, sorry, for the um, campaign. Yeah. For sure. Um, I'm just... Because I think I said numerous times this year that I didn't think the campaign would launch this year. I thought it would be delayed. Thought they'd, they'd mm. hit multiplayer, um, which sounds like they probably should have. Anyway, I've kind of met halfway. Yeah. Uh, there's a Halo limited edition uh, controller and uh, Xbox, uh, sorry, a Series X, which looks quite cool. But I think it's sold out. So it's also a hundred bucks more for the Is console it? than the standard one. Oof. Yuck! Shout outs to to that. Uh, Cult of the Lamb was another game that they that was announced. It's uh, it's an Aussie-made game from Massive Monster, um, and Looks it's about cool. fighting off demonic creatures, saving other animals, and becoming a becoming a savior to its people. Um, it looks fucking great. <laughs> yeah, this has so been good. getting a, a lot of um, good feedback. Um, mm. Very very cool. Uh, Midnight Fight Express. I didn't even know this was even a thing until I've just read this article now. Um, it's like a top-down 2.5 brawler or some shit based on that trailer thumbnail, but I'm going to skip past that. Um, uh, there was another trailer for Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, uh, the game is, uh, that, that introduced April O'Neil um, as a character, uh, and the game has been delayed to 2022. Shout-outs to... Dot Amy for that one. Uh, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mana Man, blah, blah, Banana Mania. Um, <laughs> Banana uh, Mana. Got a, a new trailer. Uh, they put Persona 5's Morgana in a ball. They've also put Hello Kitty in a ball. Woo! That just announced like while we're talking or I saw it while we're talking. Okay. Oh, you're shitting me. Oh, that's terrific. Um, Split 8. <clears throat> Splitgate got a got a trailer, season zero. Um, this game seems to be taking off quite a bit, so mm. um, haven't played it, so I couldn't 
tell you anything about it, but it's a arena shooter thingy. With portals. Free to play or something like that. Um, and there was a Riders Republic trailer. I should hopefully have my embargo up. What? My preview up um, by the time this goes live, if I can get it finished. Um, Century Age of Ashes got a trailer. It's coming out November 18. Uh, free on Steam or something. Nathan shaking his head, so probably it's, pro- it's probably bum or something. No? I've oh. never heard of it. I've watched the games Sorry. kind of flew under my radar. Yeah. Uh, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. MVP. Um, everyone's, everyone's got a pretty excited for this. Uh, this comes out on autumn 2022. Uh, got a new look at Synced Off Planet. It's a survival game. It's like a, yeah, it's hard to, Dylan, you haven't given me, given me much to read here. How dare you? Really loving um, the blow by blow. Yeah, this one's, uh, it's called uh, 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 Butt Fighting 2. It looks like a fighting game. Yep, good. Got some bums fighting. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to run through it because it's, it's like a week old now. Uh, Outlast Trials got a trailer next. Um, Tears Two again. Has anyone got any interest in this? Yeah, sure. I mean, Halo. Uh, sorry, Outlast Two stunk, but really, I've you not know, played it. It seems to be a return more to the the lore and mythos of the first game. So more mm-hmm. of that. Definitely interested. Cool. Uh, Doki Doku. Now this Doki V looks yeah. fucking sick. Um, and this is a weird one, looks man. Very very pretty. Um, was yeah. Revealed. There's a trailer. They Dylan again doesn't give me much here to read, but it looks pretty. Kieran, you've seen it. Yeah, I after seeing the the trailer that they put out, I was very very excited, and then my um uh my you excitement was tempered a little bit by seeing who the devs were. Yeah, um, there it is. Who is it? Because uh, what's <sighs> Spiral House? It's the folks that do Black Desert but, yeah, Online. It's the devs behind Black Desert Online and their um their uh, gameplay mechanics or their their design for that game is very exploitative. Um, That's the word. Yep. And this game was originally apparently before I hadn't even known didn't even know it existed before this trailer, but apparently it was originally positioned as an as an MMO, um, and they've kind of backpedaled on that. Uh, but not really explained how or why that works now. Um, so there's, there's a bit of vagary around it and a little bit of like, mm, maybe this isn't going to be what it looks like, um, but it definitely looks very pretty and fun. So mm-hmm. I'm tentatively excited. All right. Then we've got Jurassic World Evolution 2. Yeah, boy. Thank <laughs> for that. Um, speaking of park, park management games. Uh, Far Cry 6, we've seen it tons of times. Very nice. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt. Um, which uh, launches in early access on September 7. Uh, it's a Vampire the Masquerade Battle Royale game. Eh. Oops. Eh. Eh, yeah, eh. Misuse of the license. Do we really need a Vampire Battle Royale? Like, it, I like the IP, but why? They're putting the bat in a battle royale. Ah, oh, I like that. I hate you. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> Park Beyond, which which Karen spoke about before. Uh, Jet, the Far Shore, then got a release date announcement. 
trailer. We had released yeah. that announcement. Show. <laughs> uh, coming on October 5. Kieran, you're, I know you're pretty excited for this. I am very keen. Very keen. Very keen. Uh, and then Horizon Forbidden West. Got a, a release date of February 18, 2022. Now, Dylan does mention here that it, from its initial 2021 release date, but I still stand by, and I could be wrong, but I need hard evidence. So if, if you've got hard evidence, email me at hardevidence.com at well-play.com.au I'll make that email address and tell me sh- show me proof that they said it was, it's coming in 2021 because I don't think they ever did say that in, in like an official big big announcement way like at the end of a trailer you know 2021 or they definitely or oh, I'm not going to say definitely but yeah, see, I've they looked, did do that I don't know, man. I've went back and looked. I looked at um, I looked at our wrap up of when this game was announced, and as we and we write probably coming in twenty twenty one. There's no, I had a look at some other ones too, and there's nothing that says it's two thousand twenty one. Mm. I think I think I think they I think they wanted to launch it this year. I'm I'm definitely not going to disagree with that. I think that was definitely the case, but because um, what's his name? Big Helmet. He did say that. Um, you know that. They're still aiming to try and get it this year, but it might slip to, to next year. But I don't think they ever... Anyway, um, <laughs> there's also a patch for Horizon Zero Dawn on um, PS5 to play at 60 frames a second. Yeah. I'm so keen to test that. Amazon's New World got a, a new trailer uh, before, the, uh, before they announced that a public beta was coming on September 28th. Then Marvel Future Revolution. I don't even know what the fuck this is. What is it? Mobile game. Oh, mobile game. Next. Um, <laughs> Tales, of, Tales of Arise got a... This was phenomenal. Um, did anyone see this? No. Uh, was it Linda Sterling, I think her name was? She she kicked fucking ass. She did the, like this violin solo performance to, I think, the main battle theme. Or I main missed theme that Tales. It Very impressed. I think it brought a tear to my eye. Hmm. That's that's my rating. Nice. Uh, Lost Judgment got a trailer. Kieran got very excited. Seven minutes of gameplay or something. Or seven minute. Sh- I'm not sh- watching any of those trailers. Okay. Good man. We won't talk about it then. Then Core. Um, oh no. This is bad. This is dead. Is this Dead Mouse's game? Yes. Yeah. And no. Okay. Dead Mouse. Are you aware of what this is? No, but I'm I'm reading. So Dylan's written here that Dead Dead Mouse talks about his game that's inside Core. Orba Hasley. I think that's what happened. I was bewildered. So you know Roblox and how Roblox is like a sandbox for games to be built within it. So like Dead Mouse Five has got this. And apparently that's what he says in the trailer. Like, call me Dead Mail 5, bro. Oh, really? Anyway, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yep. actually. So he, he just waffles oh, shit, on man. for like... each. Yeah, I know, right? He just waffles on for three minutes about how like, I've created this like really cool community that can build all these video games inside this video game that's just, you know, it's essentially dreams, right? But I'm going to build up this community and every day dynamic things are going to be happening. And he's just describing Fortnite outside of Fortnite as well. Mm. Like, I don't know what the appeal is. It's like, is he really going to be able to amass 
a diehard fan base that just wants to chill out in this little virtual space every day. It's, I don't know, there's so much competing for your attention. I, I just thought it was very weird marketing tactic. Mm. All right, there's fucking heaps to go still. All right, four guys, ultimate knockout um, characters from New costumes. Uh, the, the Jungle Book. No takers there, replaced. Uh, teaser for replaced. Looks cool. Uh, Dylan says it looks cool, so I believe him. Uh, Age of Empires 4 got a Gamescom trailer. Why not? Um, for some reason, I thought that game would come out. It's just around the corner. Uh, Valheim is getting a new update. Love uh, it. Called Hearth and Home. Maybe I might have something for you. Uh, Genshin Impact got a trailer. Sorry, Aloy from uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to Genshin Impact uh, on mm. September. Well, now. Uh, then they played a, a concert or something. No, sorry. There's a concert coming on October 3. Saifu, C- Sifu got a, a new trailer and a release date of February 22. 20, so it looks good. Yeah, 2000. Fucking no, I can't talk. February 22, 2022. Um, uh, Zach and Kieran. Extremely keen mm. for this. Mm. Nathan? I, you know, I'm interested. And then closed off with Death Stranding Director's Cut, which is a bit of a weird thing to close with given what we've sort of got above us, but whatever. Um, you know, that Kojima and Jeff probably call each other and say, I love you before they go to sleep at night, but mm. um, <laughs> that's Gamescom. So shout outs was good. for coming. Um, probably the only other big news worth mentioning that we can talk about because everything else is a bit boring but um norman reedus has pretty much confirmed that death Stranding 2 is in the works um uh there was a he was doing an interview with adoro cinema uh, which is a partner site to ig in brazil and he said i think we're doing a second death stranding elaborating by and then he elaborated by saying the game is in negotiations right now so yay um so i guess we'll wait and see what what comes of that um all right, off topics. Anyone got anything cool to, to share or talk about in off topics? I've got a couple of things, but do you guys want to? Not really. I've, Not myself. I've watched, I've watched The White Lotus. Has anyone seen The White Lotus? No. HBO, new show? No. There'll be a couple of listeners that have given that a look in. So that's really, that was quite cool. That was like um, kind of this sort of murder mystery. Uh, I guess that's the conceit of these families that are living or sort of staying in a resort called the white Lotus. And because it's sort of, it's a kind of a social satire. So everything you've got all these middle-class families that are wealthy enough to go to this resort, but everything's just modern enough that everything's slightly inconvenient and uncomfortable. Um, for example, the, obviously the current economic crisis in America is so bad that there, the, this, this uh, hotel is in Hawaii. And one of the workers there, this, um, I don't know, perhaps Hawaiian woman, I'm not too sure. She's just started working at the hotel on the first day and it's very, very busy. And she's actually in labor. She shouldn't actually be working. She give, she she goes into labor on her first day and she just decides to work through the shift anyway. And they just play it off like for comedy effect. But the horror, of course, is people are in such dire straits that they probably would be forced to work whilst in labor. So, I don't know. I, I enjoy a bit of that tongue-in-cheek social criticism. Uh, looking forward to... 
Succession Season 3 for the same reason. So I always like to keep my HBO shows close to the chest. Nice. Nice. Kieran, you, you got anything? Not really. No. I, um... It's been, just been moving and gaming. Moving and gaming. Tight. Tight. Um... I started a TV show called Chapelweight, which is on Stan. Stan. Yep. Um, which has got uh, Adrian Brody in it, and it's based on the uh, short story by Stephen King. I'm um, sorry, the short story is called Jerusalem's Lot mm-hmm. by Stephen King. Uh, there's only f- four episodes out at the moment. It starts pretty slow. The first episode's very, very, very quite slow. Um, but I'm digging it now. I'm definitely, and it's one of those ones where they only release an episode each week. So I've got that desire to to watch it. Um, so I quite like it because it it gives me something to to look forward to, um, rather than just fucking smash through it. The only thing I don't like about it is that it's every new episode comes through at 10 PM on Sunday night rather than like seven let's say yeah you can't really chill the show at 10 p.m on sunday night no so it's kind of like you know that could that would would be a your thing to do on like a sunday night but fuck yeah um finish the maya which is the polish i was watching uh so i've started a luxembourg <laughs> show called capitani which is pretty good so far um i think I'm about halfway through that so i'm quite enjoying it Stars the population of Luxembourg. Actually, all sixteen of them. Have you actually, have you ever been there? I know that's that's a bit of a random question. I've I've not actually been there. No, I'd uh, like to. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful. It's just place. a it's just a little slice on the map. Yeah. Um, Blink and you miss it. Well, I remember when when I went to Europe with Anna uh, like five or six years ago now, five five years ago. Um, we sort of chose like a bunch of places that we both wanted to go to. Then we both got to choose a couple of places that we each wanted to go to. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. mine were, was Slovenia and Luxembourg. And I remember that she was talking to the travel agent, you know, back, They're when, very they different. Were, back when they were a thing. Um, and the travel agent said to her, like in the no BC one, times, like, yeah, like no one, no one wants to go through uh, to Luxembourg. Like, like people go through Luxembourg. Like they don't go there. There's nothing to yeah. do there. Anyway, we stayed there for two days it was fucking amazing. It was beautiful. Um, so I highly, highly... It's very, very, very expensive. I was about um, to say, isn't it the most expensive country in Europe? It's one of, yeah. Um, but they have the cheapest petrol. Don't ask me why. The taxis. Like, we took a... I reckon it was seven to ten minutes for the taxi to get from the airport to the hotel. Yeah. And it was 95... It was about 95 bucks. A, Fuck a, me, silly. It was... I think they're, I can't remember, either. I think the guy said they're the third most expensive taxis in the world, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, amazing city. Uh, we went to a little place called Viandon, which is a town that I, like, I did really, really want, want to go and see, and it was really good. Um, so yeah, Luxembourg, shout outs to them. That's all I've got for you. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, that. That's terrific. That's, uh, I can't remember, we uh, call it. That's a podcast, my friends. That is a podcast. Um, if you want to check out all the content we've spoken about, go to www.well-play.com.au. 
we might have a little sneaky something going up on the Friday. This will be released on the Saturday this week because of the House of Ashes embargo. Take it up with Bandai Namco, not my, uh, <laughs> not with me. Um, but thank you for listening once again. Hope you have a great week. And see you next time. Until then, stay COVID safe. That spells it. <laughs> oh, you naughty boy. This podcast sponsor. How do you spell in Luxembourg? What? How do you spell it? How do you say it? I don't know. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>